Hey guys, welcome back to Sprouting Minds. I was watching Shark Tank a few months ago and this man, Braxton Fleming, came on to talk about his doc kits and I was immediately drawn to his story. And so I reached out to him and guess what? That's who our guest is this week. Braxton talks about always feeling like something was a little off but really not knowing why and also not really knowing anything about being transgender. We talk about his journey, we talk about his awesome invention, and more. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and check out the links below to see more about Braxton Fleming and Stealth Bros & Co. Hi. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Um, thank you. How <laughs> How are you and your fiance doing? You just welcomed a baby girl into the world. Yes, I did. Um, everybody's doing really, really good. Can't complain. She's um at her grandma's house right now. So that's what they're doing. So they're hanging out over there for a while um, because my fiance's dad, he's not doing well. So they're all staying over there and just spending time with him. So yeah, it's nice. Oh, good, good. Well. And for, I'm so, sorry to hear about your fiance's yeah. dad, but at least you welcomed a beautiful, happy and healthy baby girl into the world. And I'm sure yes. transitioning into parenthood has been rewarding and stressful and all the things in between. <laughs> right, right, right. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I obviously found you because of Shark Tank. I've been a huge fan of Shark Tank my entire life. And oh. there you were. And I felt like your story and mission fit into this perfectly. And so for those who don't know, um, I don't know exactly the timeline because it's a TV show, but approximately six to something years ago, you realized that maybe you weren't living your true identity. Is that correct? That's correct. That's true. Great. So why don't you take us back to that time and kind of we'll slowly get up to where you are now. Okay, great. Um, okay. So, so yeah, six years ago, I think it was October 28th was my six year anniversary. Um, but yeah, so six years ago I was, I still am a licensed practical nurse. Um, and at that time I was in a pretty, like a 10 year relationship as well. Um, and you know, I was doing well, I was, you know, I was young, I was like, what, 27 years old. And I kept feeling like for like, three or four years, like prior to me actually transitioning that like something wasn't right in my life. And like, I just couldn't pinpoint it. Because like I tell everybody, I honestly was really ignorant to the whole transgender community. Like, I really had no idea about like, trans people at all like I knew about drag queens and things of that nature but I never really was like this person's trans and this is why um so it never related to me and um you know pretty much at that point I was like searching for like something like what am I missing what am I missing I'm telling my mom I'm telling my dad I'm telling like you know my girlfriend at the time like something's not right and they're like, you're doing great. You're a nurse. You you didn't doing all this stuff. Like you're doing fine. I'm like, no, like something's not right. So me, like I have just a brain to like research. So I, I guess I was just like researching things on YouTube and watching crazy videos. And I happened to stumble across 
a video of a trans man. And like, I was blown away. Like I was so confused on what was even happening. Like this can even happen. And, um, you know, so like I pondered on it. And then like, after like starting to really dive into the videos of understanding like what was really happening, you know, my girlfriend at the time, she was like, um, you know, do you want to transition? And I'm like, no, no, because I was like, I guess like, tr- like, I don't know if I was like embarrassed or just like, didn't really know how to accept that part of my life at that time. And, but I couldn't stop watching the videos because the more I watched, the more I felt connected and was like, I feel like this is like, what's wrong with me. And um, so like, I cried for like, probably like four or five months after that, like every day, because I kept relating to the videos, but it was like, I I I didn't feel like I was ready to make a shift like that in my life. But my girlfriend at the time, she said, you should just go to therapy. So I went to therapy eventually. And like, all I had was one session. And she was like, you need to go to this place and speak to these people and get on hormones because I believe that this is like your life. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much like how I started hormones. I literally went to this great therapist um, and then she recommended me to something called the Mazzoni Center, which is an LGBT clinic in Philadelphia that um, pretty much like works on a sliding scale. So like if you don't even have insurance or anything, like you can still start hormones, you can still get like primary care and things of that nature. So um, I went there and yeah, I started the hormones and that's pretty much like when my life really started to shift. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it was a wild ride. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm thinking of that when I was younger too. I mean, we're approximately the same age right. and my only understanding of what this like idea of being a trans person was, was the drag Queens. Like right, that's really right. all I thought. And especially like living in New York city in times square, walking around, like right. there were drag Queens walking around and I was like, right. Oh, Okay, that's that's what a trans person is. It's right. just called a drag queen. And I was like right. ignorant to the whole idea. Right. And now obviously we all know so much more. Right. But growing up for our generation, like that wasn't it wasn't talked about. It wasn't really explained. Right. And so it it kind of also makes me wonder when you were younger, younger. You mm. didn't have those feelings of I don't belong in this body. It was only when you got older. So, okay. So I'll explain it. It's very weird because I feel like, you know, for me and because of my age and like, you know, my upbringing and things of that nature, like it wasn't really of like, because I didn't have the language. So it's hard to explain, but I had, I grew up with five God brothers. Um, and I have an older sister as well, and she grew up with them as well, but I had one god sister as well. So she gravitated towards her, and I gravitated towards the boys. And I can remember like laying in my bed, wishing I was like them, but not in the like genitalia type of way, just like in the masculine type of way, because they were having so much fun and like not. And the thing is, is that like it's. I have a very like rare trans story because like 
I, I had both of my parents growing up. They were divorced, but I did have both of my parents very strong in my life. Like my father, like he's my number one guy. I love him to death. Um, still to this day, I even love him more after my transition because I look just like him. So now it's like we have this whole different relationship. It's very weird. Um, but it's lovely though. And I really like nobody really judged me. Nobody ever said like, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, don't ride the quads and don't do this. Like there was really never a time in my life where I felt like I was not allowed to do something because that was a boy's thing or this is a girl's thing. Like I remember my mom putting me in dresses and wanted me to wear certain things I didn't want to wear. But ultimately, like, I don't think like that's any kid that's like just being rebellious. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I had those feelings, I feel like, but I wasn't able to identify with them until like I had this therapist meeting. That's why like I always encourage people to go to therapy because people think like, oh, well, they don't know me. How are they? It, it, it's not about that. It's more about them just asking you the right questions for you to mm-hmm. talk to yourself the entire time. Right. And like, that's what happened to me. She opened me up in a way where like, I was like, oh my God, like, I really have been looking at my life like this. And, you know, even within with my relationship and like doing certain things, like I didn't want her to do certain things. I wanted to do certain things. And like, I was in like this traditional mindset, not even realizing like I was in that mindset. So it was, it was a lot for me at that time, but it was, it was awesome because it helped me like grow and become who I am today. So I'm super thankful for the experience. And it kind of, I mean, not that I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it, but on some level, it kind of seems like a relatively, um, this is not the word that I want to use, but like easy and smooth journey, just because you had such a wonderful family that was understanding and that growing up, it wasn't like this super strong urge. Like, I feel like I hear so many people who are like, oh, I just hated my body and who I was in it. Right. It It wasn't like that for me because I felt like as a female and living that life, even though I was always very androgynous my entire life. So like, but, and I never identify with like the word lesbian. Like I was always that, like, even in high school, like I had a lot of guy friends. I had a lot of girlfriends. Like I, people thought I was attractive. They liked my long hair. There was, you know, I had a lot of friends. I wasn't like sad. It wasn't like I didn't do anything. It Like I didn't have that experience. I literally just like, just live my life. You know what I mean? And that's like what I try to even encourage now with the youth. Like, don't try to force so much about like, you need to start hormones today. Like, just live your life. You know what I mean? You're still a child, like you're still growing and learning. Like, you don't really know who you are, what you really, really want, you know, out of life. And you should just like, try to live your life as authentic as possible. And I feel like, because versus like how it is today. Like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot more representation, which is excellent. But at the same time, I feel like it also does trigger, you know, kids to think, okay, well, do I have to make this decision now? You know what I mean? And I don't want that for like, because I didn't have that. I didn't have anyone saying, this is this, this is that. Like I have two um, lesbian aunts and I have two, I have two gay uncles that I had no idea that they were gay and I had no idea that they were lesbians until I was like 22. I swear to God, right. like I was so 
lost, like, because it didn't matter in our family. Like it wasn't something that was like, you have two lesbians and you know what they're doing in there, having sex in their bedroom. Like, right. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like that. It was just, we would go over to their house and we would hang out, have food, play with their dogs and stuff. It was great. Like I never even thought of it. And t- as I started to get older and I got into college and I realized like, that's when I even, I didn't even know I was the lesbian quote unquote until I got into college because everyone kept telling me, I'm like, because throughout my high school, everyone accepted me as being like this androgynous person. Mm-hmm. that I didn't like no one pushed me either way but when I got to college like they're like you like girls right I'm like no like I'm confused like I was so <laughs> like free-spirited and just like oh I think this guy looks great this girl looks great like I had no really like and it didn't bother me and it I didn't never thought about it because people never put that pressure on me but when oh, I got really? to college they did and that's when I said oh shit I think I'm a lesbian, but I don't like that word. I don't identify with that word. And like, that's when like, I think the questioning of just like who I am and like, how do I see my future? And like, do I want to be this mother? Do I want to be a butch mother? Like all these things started coming into my mind, you know, as I started to learn about like my transgender identity and things of that nature. So yeah, it was a wild ride for me because I had no guidance. It was just like, I like found this video on YouTube and now I am trying to figure out my life. So yeah, it was, it was an experience for sure. It was hard, but in the sense of just like society transitioning, but as far as my family, no, it wasn't hard because they, they all accepted me. And of course people made their mistakes, but at the same time, I was also 27 years old. I was well aware of what I was doing. I understood the transition for them as well. So Things didn't bother me as much as it would someone else who's like, you know, maybe 13 years old and is like, you're not changing for me right now. I need you to do it right now. Like, because their minds aren't, you know, really, truly developed yet. Like my mind was already very established. So I was very aware of what I was doing and the pressure and the changes it would take for my family. So I think I gave them that space to, you know, accept me and things of that nature. Yeah. 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 I mean, as far as like the stories that I've heard, this is definitely a much better accepting story. Yeah, for sure. And I think that it's also, as you were saying with like the labels, right? Right. I think it's very hard for some people to identify with a certain label. Right. And, and to be asked like, oh, are you a lesbian? Oh, are you gay? Like, whatever you are, you are. It's right. like, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. And I always used to say, I am just me. I, I swear, like my, even through high school, I was like, I'm just me. This is just who I am. Like, they're like, why are you like, you're always hanging out with the guys. Like, you're like one of the homies. I'm like, because I am. But I was also like really pretty. So the girls like one, you know, it was okay. I was such in the middle my entire life, even when it came down to like race and diversity because my mom's white, my dad's black. So like, I've always been like, in the middle of everything. So I'm like, okay, I'm just here hanging out and everyone's just like, okay, there you are. <laughs> like, it was, it's, and it's fine, you know? So I yeah. had a good, I had a really good experience like that. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And so then you, you come to this realization and you decide that you want to have top surgery, right. which is sort of where the idea 
comes to mind to create Stealth Bros and Co., which probably didn't have that name at the time and wasn't even like a real idea of what you are doing now. Right. Well, actually, it's so crazy because I had the name like, I'm trying to think like, all right, so I I was like 10 months on T and my girlfriend at the time, we were together for like a decade. Um, we broke up because I put so much emphasis into her and let go of myself. Like I was a nurse. I wanted her to be a nurse. I was helping her go to school, working overtime. I was doing way too much. I was playing a daddy that I didn't need to do. Um, but either way, I, she broke up with me saying I wasn't doing enough after she got her nursing license. So she like pretty much like and we had our problems. I was, you know, transitioning. It was a lot going on. It, it's yeah. transition is serious with the emotions and everything. A lot was going on. So we ended up breaking up. I move into my dad's house. And that's when I actually started Stealth Bros. So I, w- I moved back into my childhood home. And I said, you know what? I'm going to create this company. And I was working home care at the time with a little infant baby who like slept for like 10 out of the 12 hours I was there. So I was able to be on my laptop the entire time, just like searching and trying to find all the, all the pieces. And everyone always asked me like, well, how did you know how to create a business? And how did you know to do all these steps? It was like, I really honest to God, I just asked Google. I literally, any question I had, I just Googled it. And it was there. I just said, what do I need to do? And and I just kept going and going and going. And since I had so much time, like I, I literally, I literally put all my time into it every single day. Um, and then once I was like, okay, I'm watching other brands online. I'm seeing how they're doing things. It was very organic. It wasn't like I had this written out plan of exactly how I was going to do it. I just knew to take it step by step. And that's pretty much like how it started. But like you said, with my top surgery, it was like I was at a point in time in my transition that I was like, okay, I'm a year on T. I'm feeling great. I'm passing. Like, I'm really ready to take the next step to get my surgery. Like, how do I do that? And like, I had been already organically like creating so many relationships, like through Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, with my community and with like a lot of big influencers because, you know, they motivated me and inspired me. So I was already creating those relationships. So once I started the brand, I pretty much was like, I, I knew that like, I wanted to like be with them. I wanted to create something that like could be with them rather than going in with like another t-shirt brand or another underwear line, because then I would be like competing with them. Like we can't both wear our underwears together. <laughs> so that's not going to work out you know I knew I needed to create something and I didn't mention this but like when I first started my hormones like when I was like three or four months into taking the tea I knew I needed a bag I knew I wanted to create a bag I actually like made a joke about it and I never went through with it because I just had so many other things going on. But like, it was like a thing in my mind. So fast forward to the year on T, I moved back into my dad's. I'm like, I think I really want to do this because, you know, I know that I can have like your hat brand, your t-shirt brand and my bag all in one picture and we can help each other like promote and like we can all win this. So yeah. and I knew that would be good for a community. 
So that was like the other thing that I really reason why I wanted to create it because I wanted to just be a part of my community more because they did so much for me, like through my transition and all the people that I met and was able to speak to, like it just, they just really helped me when I didn't have anybody, you know, like my phone was my best friend because of all my friends on there, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, Especially, and it's hard too. like, you know, you're losing your girlfriend, you feel like you'll never be able to date anybody, no one's going to want you. It's a lot of like really hard feelings, like when you're trans and dating and things of that nature. So, um, you know, I, I was in a really tough position, but like, I've always been determined to win. Like both of my parents are very like super inspirational, super go getters. So I always had that in my spirit and I knew that I just had to do something. So that's pretty much like what pushed me and started. And I, you know, I, I had, it's, it's weird. Like I had the name, like, I just, I can't even tell you how I came up with the name. I just knew that that's just what I wanted it to be, but I knew that it had significance without knowing it's, it's like all very divine. I honestly feel like, because People ask me all the time, like, well, how did you find a manufacturer? And like, how did you talk to all these people? I'm like, I don't, I really, I really don't know. I really don't. Right. I just literally, it just, <laughs> it just happened that way. It like was just step by step. And when I tell people this, they're, they're like blown away. Like I had a overseas manufacturing account under my biological name for seven years prior to me starting Stealth Bros. Yes. And everyone is like, what do you mean? And I have the proof I can show people on my account, but because it says I've been a member for like forever now, um, <laughs> but either way, I don't know what happened, but my dad and I used to talk every day on the way to school about like, how can we move to Florida? And like, how can we like have like, you know, get rich and all these like crazy things. Like my dad and I used to talk crazy all the time. And he was like, you know, you just have to like find the need and fill a void. It's like a simple thing that you have to do in order to like be successful. And pretty much is like, that is what like his values like that were instilled in me is what helped me like push it forward. Like Mm -hmm. everything that he taught me and like just being there for me, inspiring me. Like if it wasn't for him, then I want it. I don't think that it it could have it could have started. And my mom too. My mom, of course, she's also a beautician. So she um she pushed me as well. Like I grew up in the beauty salon. I've cut hair. I did cashier. I swept. I did a tanning booth. Like I I've been working since like I could walk probably. So wow. it's just like in my nature to just go. And it seems like because of the the family values that you have and the amazing parents that you have. Yeah. It also probably helped shape the idea of, you know, this thing is not just for me, it's for everyone. Right. And, you know, I know that you help it helped pay for your top surgery. And then you right. also were able to help someone else pay for their top surgery, right. which, you know, I, I don't know how much it is, but if your insurance doesn't cover it, I can only assume it's that- a lot. Yes. yes, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. We um I knew that I wanted to start the foundation too and give back because like I said, I really started the business for community. I mean, I could have worked overtime in my nursing job and could have came up with the money easily, but I didn't want to put more time into that. You know yeah. what I mean? 
And I knew I had to give back. So it was always something that I wanted to do. And it was crazy. The first year of Stealth Bros, um, I took 15% of net profits each month, which was like a lot, which was a little bit too much when you're starting a business. So at the end, I really had no money for myself that year. And I gave a bunch of money to like my photographer because I was like overpaying them because I felt like I didn't know. I just wanted to make sure I like my whole thing is I, I always want to be like, if I, I always tell myself, I was going to be a boss. Like I want to be a good one. I want to make sure I take care of people. So I was really taking care of my photographer, but, and then um, I put so much money in the fund that there was none left over for me, but I knew that I couldn't take money from the fund because then I felt like it would look really bad but I knew at the same time that um hi fur baby I knew at the same time my baby's outside somewhere um running around the backyard but I knew that at some point in time that I would get the money from mine because I knew how much space and audience stealth bros had grown through that year and I, I knew that I was now entering like a real business so I was like, okay, it's all right. I'm going to just, it wasn't all, it was just, it's, we just financially aid. Cause I don't have it all, but um, <laughs> I <yet>. gave, <laughs> I gave him $2,500 towards it to finish paying off his top surgery, um, which was great. And um, you know, it really helped him, you know, and we're still friends to this day, you know, and, it, and it's nice that, and it feels good because ultimately like, it's not of course, it's like philanthropy work because I don't have a real foundation yet. But ultimately, it's the community that paid for it because they know that buying from Stealth Bros, a portion of that is going to go into that fund and help help somebody who who needs a little bit of extra help. So um, yeah. it's really nice that everybody, you know, supports and I'm able to, you know, give a little bit back each year. Um, yeah, it's really awesome. I really it's it's really awesome. I actually am really behind on 22's foundation and I have the winners I just haven't done my work yet so if they're watching this know that I'm gonna take care of you I promise you you're, you're good for it a busy year for sure um, I, I think that's incredible because also people might not realize how much each thing costs like if you're uncomfortable in your skin as a female and you want to get a binder right right that costs money and yeah, yeah. I'm sure that they're not inexpensive. I'm sure, right. you no, know, like I'm 40 bucks. Right. And that's a lot of money. And, right. you know, any little bit that you're helping is still something. Yeah. You yeah, know? No, sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And we, I even opened it up because before I used to have all these stipulations because I wanted to make sure that the money was being utilized in the right way. But like, as time has gone on, like even with the, recipients this or for 2022 like I'm just giving them the money and if they decide to pay their credit card off or take their family to dinner that's on them you know what I mean like yeah. I just want to know that I gave I helped in some type of way and if you felt like you needed it for certain things then you go ahead and use it for that and I pretty much like just opened it up like I I say like use it for obviously like gender affirming care but ultimately I just want to help people and some people just need help paying their electric bill. You know, they need to get that $300 off their back or $500 off their back. And, you know, if I can do do that, then I want to I want to do that. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And I and what I love about your kids are that it's not just for people that are going through a transitional journey. 
it's great for women who are going through IVF and, and kids that have diabetes in school and might feel a certain way about taking out the things that they need, but instead they have these really stylish kits and bags that are also safe, right? right? You have the nice things for disposable syringes and everything. So it's just a really cool way to normalize this, this new need that we all, you know, like everyone's going to need it at some point for something. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even now, even I'm actually going to make a post about it later on um, Instagram and probably put on TikTok, but a lady or a doctor from Maryland, um, she has a dog who has a seizure disorder and the dog takes pre-filled syringes. So she says that like, you know, she's always running to the drawer to grab the plastic baggie and doing all this. And they're never just laying out because, you know, she has grandkids, she's older, all these things. And, you know, she said, she said she saw me on Shark Tank and she said she bought one of the kits because she wanted to put the dog's medicine in there. So now I'm going to tell people to like, like, you know, if you, if your pup needs something, you know, you, you can utilize this and take it when you, some people like I have, um, a burner doodle and he, he goes everywhere with me. Like he's always in my car lately. He hasn't been because of the baby, but (laughs) before baby came literally, if I go to Walmart, like wherever I go, I bring him with, um, but either way I love my dog. And if he had that, I would have to bring his stuff with me and that would probably be what I would utilize. And even with the IVF, my wife and I went through IVF too, and we needed it because our two older boys had basketball practice during our injection time. You can't change the injection time because it's like every day for X amount of weeks. So we were doing it in the car during basketball practice. Like, you know, there was no other way because we had to be together. We had to take care of them, you know, so it was, it was needed in so many ways you know, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's really wild. I, like, I'm still blown away sometimes that I, I'm even the one who did it. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm like, I get that. I get that a lot because even here I'm like, oh, I, it's just, it's just me. I'm the one doing right. it, but it's, right. and it's amazing. Cause it's, it's bigger than just you, right? which is, right. which sounds like the goal for you Right. But it's helping so many people. Right. And as you said, it's helping a lot of young people too, because right. I'm sure that there are times during a transitional journey or a medical need where mm-hmm. you have to do things that you might feel embarrassed about. Right. And you shouldn't. Like you shouldn't. The, the whole thing is like, as you said earlier, be your authentic self. Sometimes right. you have to do certain things. Right. To, to help that. you do that. And right. That's okay. <laughs> right. Like yeah. I was even telling some of my friends like that are like more like I would call them stud lesbians, you know, carry on a purse, but they still get their monthly. And I'm like, put your tampons and pads in here. Like this is, you can utilize this for that. Like, there's even slots to get your tampons ready. If you want that. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? After. <laughs> yeah. You give it all, whatever works for you. You know what I mean? But ultimately like, you know, I always tell people because they're like, oh, well, I'm not on injection, so I can't utilize the bag. I'm like, you know, you don't have to be on injections to, you know, you buy running shoes doesn't mean that you're running in them every day, you know, 
So you can truly utilize them. You can utilize it in any way that you see fit. Like I know my fiance, she has her makeup and like other thing. Like we have like four original dop kits underneath our sink in our bathroom downstairs. And it's filled. One has like all met it, like band-aids and neosporin for the kids when they're like acting crazy. And then the other one is like all her makeup. One is like all her hair stuff. One has all my clippers in it. So it's like, I mean, of course I have a million of them, but ultimately like you can really organize yourself um, with them in any way that you see fit, you know, and that's what I'm trying to do now with expanding the brand, like trying to showcase more of that. So people understand that, you know, you can truly utilize it. That's why we're stealth ultimately, not because we're trying to hide our identity, but ultimately stealth to keep us safe. And for anyone who isn't in our situation to move about freely without feeling like, you know, oh, I'm on this medication and, you know, you know, what was me type of thing. So, you know, they can be like, look, this is my thing. I'm doing this. Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I like that. It's a universal thing now, because for me personally, when I was in like high school or whenever you get your period, I was so embarrassed right. and to have a bag that I could have been like, you know, screw you all. I'm proud of myself. Right. Like it would have been so nice. And also, yeah, a universal bag that just, you know, decreases the, the, oh my gosh, what is that person doing? Look at that thing. It's right. a very like, okay, cool. Like you got a cool bag. You're doing whatever you got to do. Right. Move right. On. Right. Because if you pull out a Ziploc bag with a bunch of needles in it, they're going to look at you very suspect. Yeah. You don't know what is going on here. But if yeah. you're organized with your stuff, then no it, no one's really going to even question you what that is. If it's sitting mm -hmm. on your dresser at home or if you're just out and about, it just looks like a little case and it could be ear pods. It could be a little battery. You know, you never know what it could be. So ultimately, like, and that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted because... I personally am very like traditional. Like I said, like I'm very, I'm not like the one who's like, oh, I'm queer and I'm trans, but I don't care. People know that I'm trans because I'm so comfortable in my skin that it, it doesn't, it's like people, I feel like people are com more comfortable with me because it's like, I don't let it overcome who I am. I just, right. I'm just like a traditional guy. This is who I am. That's and it. Also trans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the Moving last on. thing yeah. that I want to touch on, because then I'm going to let you go, because I've already taken up a lot of your time. That's okay. Is is your experience with Shark Tank, but right. how, I mean, I watch Shark Tank and it looks so nerve wracking yes, to be is. there. And I've read like the behind the scenes thing where like you go in and you stand there for a while and that, and uh, it takes a very strong person Yes. to go on that show. Yes, you have to be. But I will say one thing is that the producers, I don't know if they liked me. I don't know what happened, but they edited that episode of mine perfectly. Like, because ultimately, you know, you're in the tank for a while talking. But at first I was really nervous and I felt like I had messed up, but they don't show any of that in the way that they edit the show, like is very perfect. Like they make it very perfect. If they want to show you messing up, then they're going to show you like <laughs> they do sometimes. But um, ultimately, 
you know, I feel like when I went into the tank, it was very like, like I tell people, I'm very big on like prayer and manifesting and like envisionment. So I had already envisioned and researched and watched like all the sharks for hours and hours. So it was like, I was already in that shark tank room, walking down that aisle, those doors opening up, like envisioning behind the scenes, how I felt like all those moments that when I got into the tank, it's like, I really don't even remember. Like I legit be wanting to watch my episode, but I just don't watch it. It's very weird. But um, I don't really remember even what happened in there because I really only have like my consistent thoughts of what I wanted to happen in there, which I got a deal, which is what I wanted. So I know that things went okay. <laughs> um, but like, it's, it's a very surreal feeling, but like you practice for so long, you do so much due diligence prior to even going to film that like, it's like repeat. It's like you're repeating it. Like, obviously yeah. you don't know what the sharks are going to ask you. Like, that's very true. You don't know what the hell is going to happen. So it, it is kind of scary, but like you study this, it, like if you're smart, you should be studying the shows prior to, you should be understanding the questions that they always asking, having those answers already ready, knowing your numbers, like trying to not look like a crazy fool on there. <laughs> You know, so you prepare yourself for all of these things so that when the questions come, it's like very natural for it to just come out of you because you've been like pitching to yourself in the mirror for hours and days and months prior to even stepping into that arena. So you are prepped. Like, I think I did my pitch probably like 40 billion times for like six months. So, you know, you are so prepared. So when people are like, oh, you did great. You nailed it. Like, Y'all don't know how many times I said that pitch on Zoom at the on the flight in California in New Jersey in front of my wife, like so many different times that it better have been perfect because <laughs> I spent months on it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty intense, but it's only as ten intense as you allow it. You just have to visualize what you want and then just put all your focus on that and then the outcome will be what you want i think cool. i hope fingers crossed yeah <laughs> <laughs> prayerfully prayerfully but so uh, the, yeah. the last thing is what's yeah. next for stealth bros and co uh what's next for stealth bros and co ultimately like i want to take over the world um <laughs> <laughs> I do. I truly do. I want to leave such an impact. I want to leave such a legacy um, for my community. I want to, I want to, I want to be seen as a pillar in my community. And I know that I just have to keep moving forward to reach those pinnacles, but really like just taking over like retail space, which I think that we are now um, working on expanding that at this moment. And also like, working on expanding into like universities and like medical programs and like um, really being able to tap into those communities and um, hospitals that like really have like aesthetic, like um, like specialty hospitals is what I'm trying to mm -hmm. say. So like 
specialty hospitals um, and really changing their whole aesthetic around like how they interact with their patients, like having co-branded um, products to like suit those um, specialty hospitals or, you know, large universities to accommodate their medical students or their their medical clientele there and just giving them an, a, a better option so that they feel better about themselves overall. So that's the goal right now that I'm working on. Of course, I'm still like trying to kill e-commerce space. Like that's my main thing that comes in, but um, expanding in retail and just expanding on more business to business opportunities um, is what I'm really, really looking forward to. And then um, of course, like having Stealth Bros grow, and then someone else doing all the hard work behind <laughs> the scenes other than just me. But I really want to focus on like um, speaking engagements and really like enriching my community and traveling and like bringing my daughter um, on those excursions so that like I can teach her and she can like learn abroad and just like, you know, just experience the world and experience like who I am as a person and just grow from that. I love it. I love it all. I'm I'm excited to uh to watch you grow and see what happens and me too. I, I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so nerve-wracking but also so exciting and just to know that you're doing it all like on your own pretty much yeah, is just yeah, something much. to be so proud of and I mean it also sounds like thank goodness you have a beautiful family that's yeah. just having your back from start to finish and you know it makes the tough times a little a little easier yeah don't worry my honey she gets highly upset that I work 24 7 I'm sure she's a little upset right now but she you know <laughs> she she understands though like my family of course they accept me and things like that but it's still hard I always try to tell people because everyone sees me and they feel like oh you know you you you're trans, you got this beautiful wife, you have these kids, like you just had a baby, like, I'm like living the dream, you know, but they don't really see the sacrifices that, you know, that I have to deal with on a daily basis. And I always love to say that, you know, publicly, because, you know, there's a lot of times that I cry, you know what I mean? And that I'm, I'm tired, you know what I mean? And it's hard. So I just want people to know that, like, with great success and reward comes great sacrifice. And, you know, it's not always easy. You really have to just push through. So to anybody out there who's upset and going through it, like you just have to push through. That's the only way. And you'll, you'll come out on top. Just got to keep going. Yeah, I love it. Well, Braxton, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and busy life to come chat with me. Of course. And I am excited to see where you go and I'll keep in touch with you. Yes, absolutely. It was lovely having a chat with you as well. You have a great day. Thank you. Bye.